I really appreciate y'all being here tonight because I recognize and, and I realized that it was a choice to be here because what was happening was they were calling for you know another pretty decent snow this afternoon and uh, then it was going to be freezing as we're here and everything, but the roads were pretty clear before all that. But then um, as we prayed about it and we were looking at the weather report, just felt like it wasn't going to be a big deal and it's not. The roads are pretty clear and there are still some back roads uh, here and there that are pretty spotty, but uh, we just, I told everybody, come in if you want to. And I, I'll tell you, I'll put it to you like this. I really would have enjoyed sitting home tonight. <laughs> it's been a wide open week, and I would have enjoyed the freedom of not, uh, uh, not, not coming up with a message and not spending time doing that, just relaxing, doing nothing. And, uh, and enjoying my family and the warmth. But I'm telling you, as I was praying today, it started yesterday. I was like, I, we're having service tomorrow night. I felt pretty clear about it, even though I didn't know what it was supposed to be. Because the Lord, there's something on tonight. And it's something special. And he, he wanted you to hear it. And so I'm looking forward to that. And uh, I'm, I was at a, uh, a funeral today. And so that's what the threads. And uh, so... I usually am not in this on Sunday, much less Wednesday, but it was a, I'll tell you, it was probably one of the best funerals I have ever attended in my life. It was so uh, glorious, just the kingdom of God, uh, I believe, was not only advanced, but man, his mercy and his grace was there, and it was just beautiful. The Holy Spirit was given room to move through the service uh, by the people that were uh, whose family member had gone to be with the Lord, and they were given the Holy Spirit room, and it was awesome. And uh, just watching the Holy Spirit uh, just be beautiful through the service was just awesome. And uh, he had he had this thread of something that he wanted to say, and there were three speakers, and none of us had talked with each other, and it went just like that. Bam, 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 like one person was talking, basically. It was so awesome. Uh, so it was just beautiful. So... Anyway, um, does anybody, before we get started tonight, does anybody have a testimony or something that the Lord's been doing? Because he's been doing a lot of stuff and just always up to something. You should have these ready all the time. So I want you thinking, what has God been doing? So who has a testimony that they'd like to share? And while we're, come on up, while we're doing that, we want to welcome live stream because we may have a few more viewers tonight So from, uh, from home and... Uh, Welcome, we're glad you could join us, and, and thank you all so much for being here. So, you got a testimony, eh? Yeah. All right, a little one? All right, well, let us hear it. So, a few weeks ago, uh, Lori came down, and we went and had uh, had lunch with Pastor Brian, and uh, with us engaged in getting married, we wanted to do everything right by God. You know, we wanted to do everything right. And uh, Pastor Brian gave us some, some real good advice, and the, the, the one thing he said was that, to pray together and seek God and have God lead us on, on what we're doing, on, on everything. And if one of us was at a different place, then I, then I need to pray for her, she needs to pray for me, whatnot, um, to help us get to that level. And we went to, I went to New, Jer New Jersey last weekend, and uh, we had different places in mind that we was going to look at for this wedding. And uh, the very first place we went to, I knew immediately going in the door. We prayed about it before we went. We went into this place, and as soon as I got there, I was like, you know, tears was running down my face. And Lori asked me, she said, baby, are you okay? 
And I said, this is it. This is where God wants me to get married. And she said, I felt exactly the same way. And everything we done all day long, we were on that same page, just like Pastor Brian told us to seek God and do that. And we were just on the same page. And everything all week, um, she's finding stuff, I'm finding stuff, you know, talking about the wedding. And we're right there where we need to be. So I'm, I, it, it's just, it, it's amazing to see. It's going just like God planned it to go, you know. Amen. So, That's yeah. all. So you were, because both of you had some different ideas on what to do the wedding, how to do it, where, you know, when, all that stuff. And, and y'all just started, you know, that you kind of came in with that. It wasn't right. something right. you were fussing over or anything. But you, you just were looking at it. So you started praying to hear the voice of the Lord. I know we prayed that day. Right. And then would you say that as y'all were planning this out, just that you had an inward witness uh, just from God of what you were supposed to do? Oh, yeah. yeah. So in other words, he was very real to you. Right. That's well, awesome. Lori, uh, we were talking last night on the phone, and I told her, I said that, that I fully felt like God was telling us, this is what we're going to do. It. This, uh, this is how we're going to do it. At first, we was thinking we was going to have to have two services, one in New Jersey and one here. And now that, that second service, we, we'll probably have a reception somewhere down here, but we're going to get married one time. We're going to do it one time. Um, and everybody that means anything, I know a lot of people would like to come, but, but our, the, the main people are going to be there, and uh, we're going to do it one time. Amen. And, uh, and y'all are in unity on it, and yeah, yeah. that's where the blessing of God yeah, is yeah. and everything. And it, it, it's funny, the unity, because um, I had said that I would like for us to write our own vows. And Lori said that she was scared to do that because she knows she's going to be emotional that day. But I've already started writing down my vows, and the first thing that came to my head was us in unity. You know, so when I get it done, you're here because you're going to be there. <laughs> you know, and, and you guys are going to be there, and, you know... Um, Hopefully, a lot of you get, you're going to be there, but but that's that's what my my vows yeah. are going towards is our unity that we're building together. Amen. So uh, all the plans are coming together, yes, starting. Sir. So you'll yep. start sharing them. That's awesome. Yep. Amen. Yep. Here, stand right here. Blessing of God be in your life, in your in Lori's life. We just ask for your blessing and unity, the power and anointing of God flow, fire of God flow in Jesus' name. We praise you for it and we thank you for it. Thank you, Father, for your power in every way, in everything. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I just felt like I was supposed to pray for you. So. Praise God. Anybody else have a testimony? Anybody, 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 anybody? Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. We got one on. We got a new job. Somebody got a new job? Praise God. Amen. New jobs. That's what? The third in the month, in about a month, third or fourth, yeah, awesome, praise God, anything else, all right, well, let's jump in, well, let's turn to uh, Proverbs 29 again, I think this is our only scripture we're really going to go to tonight, Proverbs 29, 18, we'll look at it in the King James and then in the message, now, on Sunday, we talked about the vision. And I'm going to very quickly review that. What is Bimrang's vision and where are we going? And um, this verse has continued to sit on me and just sit in my spirit. And uh, not necessarily the one from the King James, uh, although it's good, it's the one that a lot of people know, where there is no vision, the people perish, 
but he that keepeth the, the law, happy is he. Uh, where there is no vision, the people perish. So it's very important for us to not only get vision from God, but to share vision so that people can have vision so that they won't perish. And for people to listen to vision. So uh, sometimes when we're listening to vision, there's details in there and, and our flesh, guess what? Our flesh might get bored, you know? But it's important for us to grab a hold of vision so that we don't perish. In other words, vision, uh, let's, let's put it this way, vision is imperative to fullness of life. Okay? Vision's imperative to fullness of life. We need it. This is why we need to have an intimate relationship with God where we can hear what He's saying so He can give us vision just like He wants to do in your wedding plans. He wants to do in our whole lives. He wants to do in our church. He wants to do in everything. It's important. Vision is imperative to fullness of life. So, Here's the, uh, here's the other verse in the message, and this is the one really that's been sitting on me. Of course, I like that vision is imperative to fullness of life. That one's going to sit with me now. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, that's the statement, when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. When they attend, when we attend to what God reveals, we are most blessed. And this statement, this is, man, let's hear what God reveals. Let's get to the place where our fellowship, our reset fellowship is so intimate that we can hear what he's revealing. You know, let's get to that place. Let's, and then when we attend to what we know he's revealed, the blessing of God's there. It's in that place. And let, let me put it this way. God needs a people that is purposed and intentional about developing a relationship that they will be able to hear from God clearly and a, a people that will say, hey, I'm going to go do what God's revealed to me. Does that make sense? God needs a people like that. You know, uh, today I was, I actually had a different watch that I wanted to wear and um, with, the, with the suit, and I was looking at that, but as I was praying, and matter of fact, I picked that watch up that I was wanting to, and, um, and as I did, I just felt ever so slightly like what you're talking about, just that inward witness, no, I want you to wear this one. And so, I, the one that y'all heard the story about a few weeks ago, and, and so I, and it's got a great story just about the love of God and, and everything. And it's been such a blessing to me. So I wore this one today and I went to the service this afternoon and, and nobody said anything about the watch. And, and I was kind of wondering, you know, what was it? You know, and, and you never know just because somebody doesn't say anything doesn't mean that you heard wrong. Somebody could have seen it and liked it and because they liked it, they like you and now they might actually listen to what you're saying. You never know how something's very small, but I had what God had revealed. I had vision for what to wear. So afterwards, I was on the way uh, to pick up the kids after the service and I needed to stop by the bank. So I stopped by the bank and um, I'm sitting there in line 
And one of the guys there who's my friend uh, comes out and he says, man, what kind of watch is that? And from that point, I was able to tell him out loud in the bank this great testimony about what God did through that watch. And then one of the cashiers heard it and said, let me see the watch. And then the other, other cashier said, what about the watch? So I got to tell it all over again out loud in front of all these people, and they were asking me to, and providing an opportunity to tell people how much God loves you. Simply because... I was willing to be intentional to hear from God this morning and just listen. And I was like, praise God, thank you, Lord. What a, what a great testimony. Well, God would do that every day of our lives if we would simply just open up ourselves to listen and then attend to what he reveals. So in our vision for Boomerang, uh, let's just review it real quick. We were talking about where is Boomerang going? What are, we, what are we doing? And our vision statement says this. All right, Boomerang is helping people to find their joy again and really live. Boomerang is helping people to find their joy again and really live. We talked about the fact that real joy is found in God and it's found in not only receiving the blessing of God, not only receiving the blessing, but walking in the blessing. In other words, it's one thing if God says you're blessed, but if you never do anything with that blessing, then you don't actually walk out the blessing if it's never manifest. So just because he says you're healed, if you don't know how to receive you're healed, you know, then you don't have healing in your life. Well, did you act, were you actually in, in essence blessed and healed? Well, you didn't walk it out. So it's important for us to not only see that God wants us to be joyful and really live and have life overflowing, but to also walk out that joy. And another part of having joy and really living is serving. So there's a balance between the blessing of God and then doing something with that blessing that will produce the life of God on this earth, produce the will of God on this earth. So our vision statement, we are helping people to find their joy again and really live. Our mission statement. We are leading our area in a godly direction through this reality of supernatural kingdom life. Well, I just spoke about part of that where it says it, this. It's one thing to know that supernatural life is out there. It's one thing to know that supernatural wisdom can come or a, or a word that completely changes people's lives or brings life to them is out there, it's another thing to actually be operating in it. It's another thing to be operating in healing, to be operating in provision, to be operating in life in abundance, to the full, till it overflows. It's a, there's another thing between knowing about it and living it, the reality of it, the manifestation of that life. That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother subject. You can talk about it all day long, but if you're not living it, you're really not proclaiming and decreeing the fullness of the goodness of God. You've got to know these things, and then you've got to know how to live them out. Not just for you. This is the big key. It's not just for you. Let, let's say that, uh, for instance, because I know that God wants to be so real in my life, well now I know that God's not a respecter person. He wants to be so real in everybody else's life too. Well, because I know that and I know how to hear from God, then what did I do when Roger and Lori and I talked? 
I told him about that. I told him how to do that. They applied that wisdom from the word that I shared with them, and then all of a sudden, God became very real to you in that moment in this last weekend. Yeah. You also told us, too, uh, that, like I was telling you about my mom being 82, and I wanted her to be here to see the service, and you told me that, that, a lot of times that's Satan trying to trying to push me into hurrying up and do something. Um, just last night we were talking about the photographers and the, the flyer people and all that. And um, everybody's come out and one or two people give us a real low price. But what we really want, everybody's wanting to charge a lot more money. Right. And I told her last night, I said, you know what? I said, we're going to stop. We're going to back up. Just like you told us. <laughs> right. We're going to stop. We're going to back up because Satan's trying to push us into hurry up and make a decision. Pay a lot of money. Right. But we're going to start working back up because God knows what we can pay because we're praying for the wedding ourselves. Right. He knows how much we can pay. And when he's ready, he's going to show us who's going to do it at the price we can pay. Amen. Amen. So you're not being moved by pressure now because you know that God wants to have an intimate relationship with you. You're moving by leading of God. And that will take you to the most wise and most... Uh, efficient and productive places. He'll lead you to the perfect person is, is the thing. As you give yourself to him, he always leads you to the perfect person. It's great. And, and sometimes, and let me just throw this in there just for clarification, because sometimes the perfect person is not what's perfect in your head. Sometimes the perfect person is a person that you pay more for. Or maybe even a person that brings a problem with them, but because you know Jesus, you're able to witness to them. And you let that problem turn into triumph in the kingdom, you see? And so the perfect person, he'll always lead you and open up doors not only for you to be blessed, but for the people around you to be blessed too. So what I was saying is, and that's another great testimony of exactly what I'm talking about. When you get to know the reality of a supernatural life, then you're able to share that with other people. And now the question is, and you can just nod, and are you experiencing some of that supernatural life that I'm talking about? And that comes from being around somebody that knows how to operate it. Well, what happens when we all start operating in those things? Would you say, see, in just this little bit of area between you and me, now my area has changed because now you're believing in a different way. You're thinking about God in a totally different way. Area's changing. What happens when a group of us do that? A, a bigger area changes. So we are, we are not just uh, changing an area, we're leading an area. Okay? So it says this, we are leading our area in a godly direction through this reality of supernatural kingdom life. Now, one thing I'd like to say is when you lead an area into a godly direction, how, what happens to that area? What happens to the health of the people in that area? Goes up. What happens to the business of the, in that area? It goes up. When you start moving into godly places and godly directions, what you're doing is you're honoring God, and God has made us this promise. You honor me, I will honor you. You can't stop it. It's going to happen. There was a, there was a city that had, was just racked with this drug problem. And 
Finally, they came together, the churches, all these different denominations came together. We watched the video here one night, and, and they got in unity. They had a prayer walk. It was awesome, one of the first ones that ever happened. They had a prayer. Guess what happened? The drug problem went completely down to almost nothing. Here's, listen, the vegetation in the area started to come back. Animals that had been gone for years and years and years started to come back into the area. Why? Because the blessing of God had started to return as the people went towards Him. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. So our job is, what we want to do ultimately is we want this area, Albemarle, Stanley County, flourishing in business in health, in godliness, in restoration, in deliverance from anything that would hold them back, and all the people in it too, uh, flowing in all of those things. Amen? So that's our mission. We're about that all the time. Changing and leading an area. Uh, this year is going to be 2015. Our focus is Be the Light. You've seen the uh, that we start the series on Sunday. We're giving out some free gifts, and it's just going to be an awesome series. I'm really looking forward to it. But that's going to kind of be our theme all year, all year round, is be the light. You see, when we're changing an area and we're moving in that, we're being the light everywhere we go. That's what our job is, to be the ambassador and the light, and not hide the light. When you have a light, you don't put a bushel on it. You let your light shine. Some of y'all know that song. We made these statements, and I'd like for you to hear them again. God's will for you is a combination of a blessed full life with a mixture of service. So blessing of full life and a mixture of service to Him as a living sacrifice. This is God's will for your life, to be blessed and add service to it out of the love in your heart for Him and become a, a sacrifice, but not a dead sacrifice, one that's living, but constantly offering up their selves, their decisions, their thoughts, their actions, constantly offering themselves as a living sacrifice to God. Then we made this statement. Here's the thing. Remember, we're helping people find their joy again and really live and you can't have a full life. You can't really live. You can't be full of joy without serving. And you can't fully serve without being blessed and given life. So in this place, what we want to do is we want to offer people the blessing and the overflowing life that Jesus offered them. Because we know that it's real. We want to offer them that in boomerang but when i say in boomerang i'm not just saying when the doors are open here i'm saying that boomerang people take that blessing and that life with them everywhere they go and they are the light okay so everywhere they go they are the light and they take that blessing and let people know there's a blessing available it's like when we sit down at at the table there's a blessing available if you will seek god and pray together you will hear from him don't be biased on it you will hear from him i promised you that didn't i, I did 
I said, you will hear from him. I have no doubts. Why? Because he promised it. So here you are. You hear, you hear from him. It was awesome. That's great. Man, I'm about to cry while you're telling that because it's awesome. I sent Lori the message. I said, did you say? And she said she was in tears. Yeah. <laughs> he, said, he said he texted Lori and asked if uh, she saw the testimony. And she said, I did. I was in tears. So I was about too, so it's all right, Laurie. It's it's okay. I was about up here too, but anyway. So it is awesome when you know God's that real. It's great. It's an awesome thing. It's it's like the watch thing. Nobody knew that, but God. And then all of a sudden, He blesses me with it, and and I'm, Lord, nobody knew that I wanted that. Nobody was aware of that. You just loved me. He's awesome. And he wants to love on us so much. And not just in stuff and things, but he doesn't just want to he doesn't just want to love on us in that way. He wants to love through us to other people. So when I say that boomerang needs to take the life of God and offer the blessing of Christ, I'm not just saying it when we're having services. I'm saying it wherever you go, whoever you're in front of, whoever whoever you're driving beside ought to get a little bit of the glory because they pulled past your car because you were going the speed limit. Amen. <laughs> I'm blessed every day. I, I, I know every day I'm getting blessings. But this time it was easier for me to hear God actually telling me something. Amen. Um, it's just awesome. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So we should take that with us everywhere we go. Okay? So you can't have a full life and full of joy without serving. And you can't fully serve without being blessed and given life. So... We're taking the blessing and the life to people. Why? So that once they start moving in the blessing and they have the reality of a supernatural life, that they're able now to serve others. And when they have the combination of the blessing and fullness of life and now they've grown to the point in the Lord where they're actually serving others, now their joy starts moving to higher and higher levels. The life of God starts overflowing out of them because now God has somebody He can flow through, not just somebody where everything pours into and stops. And so this is the plan of God. And it's not only the plan to lift your life to a completely new and higher level, but it's the plan of God to lift other people's lives to a new and higher level. So this is what's important about the vision. You can't have a full life full of joy without serving, and you can't fully serve without being blessed and given life. And then we said, how do we, and these are some specifics that Boomerang is called to, to bring these the blessing and fullness of life and help people get to the place of serving and leading is through these four steps. How do we accomplish this vision and mission? Number one, reset. We help people establish an intimate reset fellowship with their loving father okay now here's one of the things if you're moving in an intimate reset and fellowship with god then what starts happening is this we talked about that in the series there's three proofs number one you start to have the presence of god for example 
once you turned your heart to hear from the Lord, and this is, I'm going to tell you what you felt is just the beginning, okay? Because he'll go, he'll take it, and he wants to move in that way all the time. But I'm telling you, he's so far beyond what we're used to. That's the beginning. And how overwhelming has it been to you? Pretty awesome, right? All right, when we start to move in a real reset and fellowship with God, one of the first things that we start to experience is the presence of God. So like in that testimony, did you feel like God was there with you? You started to experience his presence. Number two, your prayers start to be answered. And I'm telling you again, this is just the beginning. And here's this prayer. And this is, you asked this prayer, was your prayer answered? Yes, you see? And now, here's the third thing that will happen when you're in that kind of intimate reset fellowship with God is you want to proclaim. So presence, prayers, proclaim. Did you feel like telling somebody about what you had? But why? Why? Because it was real to you. It was so real that it was awesome. See, when, when we let God be God in our lives, that ought to be happening all the time. That's what we talked about in Reset Fellowship and a Reset Intimate Relationship with God. Every believer ought to be operating in this level all the time. Every day, all day, every minute of every day. And, and so we know how to help people get to a new Reset Fellowship with God, an intimate relationship with Him. So our first goal is everybody that walks through that door, every person that we meet on the street is somehow, some way, I want to help them move towards a reset fellowship with God. I want them to reset that fellowship. Go back to uh, the beginning where that love was brand new and if they never experienced it, help them to experience the love of God brand new again and reset with God. So we want to do that. Number two, once they've done that, we want to take them into a kingdom life. And this is what I was talking about earlier, about moving in the supernatural and making it a reality. Help people grow and be discipled in knowledge and action and how to practically see the will of God. His love and his power manifest in their lives. In other words, we don't want to just talk about it. We don't want it to just be theory. We want to move in the reality of this kingdom life. So, what does that take? That takes hearing the word preached like it's real. That takes people that know how to make it real and moving in it. We want people not only to hear about it, but we want them to start saying, "Mm, I think I'll... I'll take this step out here into this stuff, and then once they take the step out here, what are they going to find? Are they going to find out that God's real or or he's a fake? They're going to find out he's real. And then what's going to happen? They're going to get really excited. They're going to want to tell people about it. They're going to want to do it more. So the first thing is reset. Second thing is a kingdom life and teach them and train them in that. The third thing is leadership. Train people in practical, effective, and efficient leadership for the church and whatever organization God leads them to. We want to help them be leaders, not just leave them sitting there, but as they grow and as the time is right for God, let's grow on up and be leaders. Our job as the church is to lead people. Serve people and lead people. 
And number four, take mountains. Now that they know how to lead, teach people how to take the mountain that God has placed in their life and lead it to a place that produces glory and power for God. We talked about the seven mountains. Uh, These are the mountains that they can take. Religion, family, education, government, media, arts, and business. So in whatever place they find, whatever mountain they find themselves, they are equipped with the tools to take that mountain and let it produce glory and power to God. The problem is, we've been saying, all right, world, you can have all that stuff, we're just going to do church. Well, doing church is not just doing church like we've done it. Doing church is actually taking the reality of a supernatural kingdom life and getting it to manifest in the areas of life that are the mountains. Every one of them. And, you know, family, what about, what happens when, you know, we're moving and we start to recognize the kingdom of God and the reality of it? It's like our girls now. They know that God will show up when we pray. God will show up. Why? Because we have demonstrated that. We have, we've shown that. Will they have to figure some stuff out and put down the flesh for themselves? Yes, absolutely. They'll have to learn that just as well. We want to lead them through that, teach them kingdom life, teach them how to walk in a reset fellowship for themselves. But they know this now. And now as we continue to go, we want them to learn, how do I apply this at school? How do I apply this at, at, in college? How do I apply this in my job? How do I apply this in my organization? And because they're so set, on, they know who God is and their, their fellowship is so real, they don't forget who's the one who's doing the blessing. And when that mountain starts to produce in their lives, and guess what happens when mountains start to produce? Well, generally, there's some overflow into your life as well. You start to be blessed. And when you start to be blessed, here's, what you, here's what's got to happen. You've got to say, Lord, thank you. Thank you, Father. You're so good. Why? Because that mountain was not designed to produce power and glory in your life. It was designed to produce power and glory to God. And when we keep that straight and we keep our priorities straight, not only can God keep blessing us, but everybody around us goes, Ooh, wow. I think I need some of that too. You got some? I remember when I came here and um, one of the first things that was taught, I think, in one of our one-on-one meetings that we had had was about mountains. And it was never something that I had heard before or something that I had fully grasped. And so for me, work outside of church has always been a mission field that I've been very passionate about. And at my current place, it's not always the easiest of things to do. And so there have been times I've been better and times I haven't. But... God has always been incredibly faithful to throw people into my path to continue to encourage me with that. So a couple months ago, no, about a month ago, there was this girl who started working at the company. I've only met her in person once very quickly, but I have been blessed enough to do well 
in the company and so she had reached out to me and I was mentoring her so we're friends on Facebook right. and I had seen uh, her post a status about how something was wrong with her boyfriend and I had reached out to her uh, the second morning I had seen something it was on a Sunday and I was like hey I, I don't know what's going on but I'm praying for you and Brian I hope that you're well I had no idea that she had any sort of relationship with God at all and she told me that her boyfriend had been rushed to the hospital he had been in a car accident that the doctors had told him him wow. that he was projected to die like they told him that her that they didn't expect him to last through the night at all and she's like i'm just praying and i i'm hoping that god is just really kind and whatnot i'm like he will be he's yeah. he loves you he loves him he has plans for you you keep standing on that and i was able to speak that into her and i prayed for her and i went back to my office and my boss loves jesus too and so she and i prayed right in the office uh, some of the other people that work there do too and so i passed around we all prayed later that afternoon just a couple hours after that she texted me telling me that the doctors had taken him off of the life support because he was great and they had moved him from the <laughs> intensive care down to just a normal room and within I think it was four days he was out and she was just praising God all over Facebook her company that she worked at her specific branch let her leave just went and delivered her flowers and she went back to work and a couple days after that she went in and told pretty much the whole company you know this is this is God's hand on this. The doctor told us that only God could have done this. So it, obviously it wasn't me doing it, but the fact that I got to be his hands and feet and move through that area, speak into her yeah. and then watch God completely blast open doors all through that company. People are getting saved left and right now, yes. which in a place that I hadn't seen it happen before. And it's because different people there are willing to stand for it and progressively watch it move yeah. up the chain so it was really Amen. neat so the kingdom of god is being advanced now yeah because god moved realistically in somebody's life yeah right and they moved realistically in somebody's life uh, at, at least in part to all of it's god because even what you did good was from him yeah but it, but your obedience to partner with him is what i'm talking about so in part because you knew that he would be that real. Yeah. And the reason you knew he would be that real was because you've been learning. He'll be that real no matter what. Exactly. And so as we learn that, we're able to pass it on. And it has a ripple effect, a snowball effect that's awesome for the kingdom instead of awesome for the devil. And what's neat to see is that some of the people that I guess less trained isn't the right way to phrase it, but who don't necessarily have the same sort of experience with it, Right. they're just completely unbridled with it. It's like a new believer when they get to know yeah. God. It's everywhere. Everyone hears about it. And yeah. so the people that don't have a relationship with Jesus are just completely taken aback. And it's a, whoa, okay. And so odd, what I've seen historically is when that's happened, people that have a relationship with God, they're the ones that are reached out to first. It's a, well, what should I do with this? How should I make moves here? People right. that aren't trained for that. And it's really neat to see not even just in obedience, but just excitement for the kingdom to watch that catch on and take place in yeah. what looks like small areas. But it's a big deal for God. Like yeah. this is a completely secular environment. And yeah. so for God to take ground, it's not just the ground that we see now. There's a root that's there that's deeper than what's being seen right now. So oh, yeah. more fruit's going to come from it. So it's really neat to watch. Amen. Because you don't know right now at this point, where that seed is going to produce fruit and where it's going to multiply. And it's going to multiply. It's just where, how, you know, all of that. It, it, it's awesome. So 
this is, you know, this is how we accomplish the vision and mission. And, and this is what I want to tell you as we go into the end of this. I have, I have withheld saying something and making a statement like this uh, for six years. I've withheld this statement. Um, but I really believe that 2015 is the year where just God is going to bless Boomerang in crazy abundant ways. And I'm, he's been blessing it the whole time, but I believe we're going to see some stuff in this year laying the, uh, not just the foundation and not just the groundwork, but we're going to start seeing some stuff come up off the ground, out of the ground, and some walls start going up, and, and this new building uh, of Boomerang, spiritual building house that God's building, and new building too, I'll take that too. But it's, he's, he's, you're going to see some stuff this year. In, and we already are. We already are seeing some stuff, and it's awesome. And that's a big statement because I don't throw that stuff around because I, too many people do it too often and then it's not right. I believe this is what the Lord's leading and putting on my heart and it excites me because I don't think we've seen it like we're about to see it in this year and already starting to see it. Amen? Now, that being said, would you say then what we've talked about so far and what I just showed to you, that this is the will of God. That the vision for Boomerang is God's will. In other words, God wanted Boomerang to be started. He had this vision for it, and this is what God wants to do. Would you say that's God's will? Okay, if you would, and I agree, would you say that the will of God has been revealed to us? Absolutely. Okay. Then let, let's go back to that verse. Proverbs twenty nine eighteen in the message. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what He reveals, they are most blessed. Do you want to be blessed? Do you want to be most blessed? I sure do. And not just for me. I want to be most blessed so that it can overflow into other people's lives. It has an effect. It's important. It's not just for you to receive the blessing and have it manifest and it be a reality in your life. I want to be most blessed not just for me but for God and the kingdom and everybody around me. I want to be most blessed. Then I need to take what He's revealed and I need to attend to it. Our we attending to it. Now, I want you to take what we're about, and I know there may be some people that aren't watching, uh, that aren't members or attenders of Boomerang, uh, and so people that watch this, I want you to apply it to your own place and your own body that God has placed you in, according to 1 Corinthians twelve eighteen. I want you to apply it right here. If God's placed you in a place and the vision has been revealed, are you attending to it? Are you making that vision a priority? Our job in this world is to serve and lead. This is our main focus 
in this world is to serve God and mankind and to lead as God reveals what we're supposed to do. Serve and lead. So here's the question. Are we serving people by helping them get to a place where they can find their joy again and really live? If this is God's vision and He's revealed it, are we attending it to a degree that we are serving people by helping them get to a real place a real place that will help them come to a reality of supernatural power of God are we really serving people to help them get here and get to a place to receive do you think God wants real joy and fullness of life are, let me let me put it this way are we doing enough serving by helping or let, let me put it this way, not are we, are we now, because I don't want you to prophesy, have we been doing enough? Are we, have we been doing, have we been attending to what God's revealed in an adequate level to say in front of God, I was obedient? I would say that's questionable. So can we, in other words, at the very least agree it's time to step it up a notch? If now's the time, you know the statement that says, make hay while the sun shines? Well, the sun's shining. 2015 is a sunshine year. It's a be the light year. It's a be the light year. The sun's shining. It's time to make hay. You know what that statement means to farmers is, hey, you may have to put in extra effort Extra time, extra money during this season while it's got momentum, while it's prospering, the sun's shining. Have we been attending to a level that's adequate? Probably not. Should, In other words, just naturally, even if the sun wasn't shining, should we take our service and helping people come to a place like Boomerang up to a new level just in normal times? Yes. And so now if the sun's shining, should we especially take our attending to what God has revealed to another level? Yeah. Yes, we should. Are we serving people by helping them get to a place where they can find their purpose in changing an area? You know how important it is for a person to have purpose in their lives? You realize that's one of the things that helps them keep them alive? People without purpose die. And it sounds that's people without vision perish. If we have a place that will help them find purpose, find purpose this will help them live have we been attending to what god has revealed enough are we serving and helping people to find the fullness of life and the blessing in god we know that god's pouring those things out here have we been doing enough are we serving and helping them get to a place where they can reset with their loving god have we been doing enough should we do more? In a season like this, should we absolutely do more? Should we say, there's a whole new priority level, Lord. I recognize it. It's time to pour it on. 
It's time to give whatever you ask and not hold back. Be a liberal giver like your word says that you love. I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about time, effort, uh, thinking, brainstorming, ideas, you know. I know y'all just had a session uh, just a couple of nights ago thinking about what can we do? What can we do? And, and we need that not just in, with everybody thinking, what can I do to make hay while the sun shines? To bring fruit in while the blessing of God is on it. Are we serving and helping? Have we been serving and helping enough to help people grow in a practical kingdom life? To help people grow in leadership? To help people learn and apply how to take their mountains? Alright, that's one question. Are we serving and helping? Here's the other question. Are we, or have we been leading people? Because serving is not necessarily the exact same thing as leading people. Have we been leading people to a place where they can find their joy and really live? Sometimes leading is based off of what, how you live your life. You live your life in a godly way. They said, I can follow that person. Ah, uh, you, you mess up. You say some wrong stuff on Facebook out of emotion and, and blow somebody out of the water. And all of a sudden, somebody says, and, and they go to church too. I'm never going to that church. Are we leading people to a place? Have we been leading people enough adequately to find their purpose in changing an area? I want this to challenge you. It's challenging me right now. It's, it's challenging me. It's, it's, it's stretching me to increase in the way that I think about serving and leading. You know, we just finished the series on increase. This is challenging me. It's, it, it's stretching me. You know, I want it to stretch you too. I want it to stretch. Man, is there more? Can I do more? Is there a way? I, I heard recently somebody uh, come up with this idea to go and do something and it be so important. And all of a sudden in their mind, a switch flipped and they decided I'm going to put all this effort into going and doing this dream that I've had. And, and that's a good thing. But is there areas in the kingdom of God where we could make His things and His righteousness a dream where they haven't been before? And we could say, uh, uh, on His things, we could seek Him first, and, and on His things, we could say, there's a switch that flipped in me. And now I'm going to do whatever it takes to see his things done. Now all of a sudden, we're moving in places where we're not focusing on the, the, uh, uh, on the vapor, but we're focusing on the eternal. Because we're focusing on his things. Have we been doing enough to lead people to find the fullness of life and blessing in God? Have we been doing enough to lead people to a reset fellowship in God? Have we been doing enough to lead people in growing in a practical and reality of kingdom life? Have we been doing enough to lead them uh, to grow in leadership? 
Have we been doing enough and been adequate to lead them to learn to apply, learn and apply how to take mountains for God? In other words, have we really been serving and leading at the level that God would say, that's adequate, that's good? I would say for myself, no. I would say pretty easily, no, I think I could, I could do more. And I think if ever there was a time that I needed to do more and make his things even more of a priority, right now's the time. Because when I feel what I feel about 2015 and the vision and this place in God, and he says, oh man, what can he do when I apply faith to what he's telling me? What can he do when I apply action on what he's revealed? He can bring the blessing. Do you think he'll help me do the things I need to do? If there's the more and I've been feeling like i got plenty now, do you think that he can help me figure out how to balance more and make it less? That's supernatural kingdom life. That's a part of the thing that we are to believe for, is, Lord, somehow you're going to show me a supernatural, heavenly wisdom to be effective and produce more, but yet I'll do less. There's a wisdom in God that says, and, and what he does is he'll take something that you've been doing that has been taking you 10 hours, and he'll show you how to do the same thing with even more efficiency, even more productivity, and more excellence in five. But what you need is not a physical wisdom. You need wisdom from heaven. But that takes uh, asking God, help me. I think I can do more. And so because I think I can, I'm going to believe you for it. I'm going to stretch toward you and your will. Help me do this. We said the other day, when I, we went over the vision, we said, what's our part? What is Boomerang going to do for you, the attender, the member the partner of Boomerang Church, or the partner of the ministry. What are we going to do? What are, what's our part? This is what we're going to do for you. So as I'm talking tonight, I'm talking more to the members and the attenders, and, and these are things that we're going to do for you, but we're not just going to do them alone. In other words, I can't just do it for everybody all by myself. I'm going to actually, you're going to be involved in your own help. So here's the question as we talk about what does Boomerang do You know, right here at the end as we wrap this up. These are things that you're going to be doing to help not only yourself, but everybody around you. Are we doing this? Have we been doing this adequate? Can we take it to another level? Have we been helping people connect with God and His ways? Have we been helping people to find their place in God's kingdom? Have we been helping people to be loved and to love and how to give and receive? All of these questions are, can we do more? How do we do it better? How do we serve better? Can we, uh, have we been helping people, serving and leading people on, how, on teaching them how to have a life of significance? Have we been helping, serving, and leading uh, people to a true joy, satisfaction, 
and fulfillment in God through serving? Have we been serving and leading people uh, to learn the practical ways of living in abundance to be a blessing to others? Have we been serving and leading people to learn how to lead and be successful in family, church, work, and community? Have we been serving and leading to help people be discipled? Their children to be discipled? And their friends that they might bring to be discipled? So, these are things that if we're actively doing what we should do as a church, these are things that need to be thought on, prayed on, stretch ourselves on so that we can do these things better. So that we can reach out to people no matter where they're at, no matter what spiritual level that they're at, grab a hold of them and say, come on, you can go, you can go to higher places. But it takes effort on our part to do that and not just sit at the, at the, is it status quo? Not just sit at the average, you know? Not just sit at, at a stagnant place or a place that's been working. So let's not change anything. But to reach into just the, the um, vast resources of God and pull out the ability to help people even more. We finished it by saying, what's your part? Connect. And I ask you tonight, let's, let's do each one of these things even more. Let's take it to a new level. If ever there was a time in Boomerang and in our vision to take it to a new level, let's push through. Let's break through. I mean, let's break down some barriers that we've faced before, run past them, and three or four more that we don't have to wait on anymore. Let's right now do these things at another level while the sun is shining on us, and let's connect even more. Let's let the seeds of God's life be planted in us so that we can produce more fruit. Let's do our part in Boomerang's vision and mission even more right now. Let's give more of our time. Let's give more of our effort. Let's give more of our money. Let's do it while God is blessing this vision. Let's, let's continue to change and grow and mature even more than we ever have before. I think everybody in here has grown. I've watched each one stretch and grow to new places. And yet right now, let's do it even more. Let's give ourselves even quicker to God. Let's hand over that little pet thing that we, that we enjoy in our flesh even faster. Say, all right, Lord, I you know, used to it take me a year to say I want to give this up. But I, the sun is shining right now. Let's make some fruit. Let's make some hay. And right now, I don't want to waste time trying to figure out when I'm going to give you. I know I'm going to give it to you. I might as well just give it right now. As soon as I hear the slightest inkling from the Holy Spirit to change, I'm just going to say, it's yours. It's yours. And move to the next thing. Gain some spiritual momentum. Right now in this time, can we serve and support even more. Right now in this time, can we decide, you know what, I'm not going to get weary and well-doing. If ever there was a time where I would purpose myself to stay joyful and happy and press through and not get weary in it or run down, not let the devil 
put on any type of discouragement or depression or any of that. Right now, I'm going to purpose myself to stand in the joy of the Lord, to think on His things, whatsoever things are good, pure, perfect, of good report, whatever things are worthy of praise, I will think on those things and nothing else. Right now's the time. Right now's the time. And so as we end tonight, I just want to pray for you. I want to, I'm going to come by and just lay hands on each one that's here on a snowy night. I appreciate you being here. And I just want to impart an anointing and a blessing to press in a time that is meant to be so fruitful. And here's the thing. What happens when you honor God? He honors you. So if it's a fruitful time for His kingdom and you're seeking first His kingdom and making it a priority, what's God making a priority in His eyes? You and your stuff. So you should be expecting, you don't have to think on it, but you should be expectant as I do this for God, God's doing stuff for me. I may not have to see it right at first. I may not even have to desire it. I'm given this because I love Him. It's coming out of my heart. But at the same time, no. God doesn't leave you there. He's going to bless you. As we attend to what He reveals, we walk into an area of life called most blessed. Most blessing be in Jesus' name. Most blessing and anointing of God be in Jesus' name. Most blessed be in Jesus' name. Hold your hands up. Most blessed be in Jesus' name. Most blessed be in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Most blessed be in Jesus' name. Most blessed be in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your greatness, your graciousness, your love and kindness. Goodness and mercy shall follow all the days of your life. Lord, thank you. Most blessed shall be in Jesus' name. Most blessed shall be in Jesus' name. Yeah, I... I just see y'all in your in your private time. I, I can I see you doing it together at times, even even shouting it back and forth across the bedroom as you're getting ready, uh, getting ready for work that day and going to bed that night. We are most blessed. And then the other one says, "We are most blessed." And then the other one says, "We are most blessed. We're most blessed, most blessed. Not only receiving it, but speaking it." And, and changing, turning the core of your heart to a belief of the most blessed. God says, I call you the most blessed. The most blessed. Most blessed be in Jesus' name. Most blessed be in Jesus' name. Most blessed be in Jesus' name. I'm going to have to duck behind the camera to get Sherman. Most blessed be in Jesus' name. Most blessed be in Jesus' name.
Most blessed be in Jesus' name. Most blessed be in Jesus' name. Lord, I receive that as well for myself. Lord, we see what You are revealing. We see what You have revealed. And Lord, right now, we attend to those things. To what You have revealed. And we call ourselves, in Jesus' name, most blessed. Because that is what You've already pronounced on people that would move in this way. Lord, let us stretch. Let us increase in all of Your things. While Jesus is shining on us, Lord, let us produce most, most fruit that is possible. Let it be efficient, effective, and productive. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Thank you all so much for being here on a snowy night. And thank you all for joining us. Good night.